Alright, what's going on guys? Um, today is very special because um, it's the first time I'm going to be doing a podcast. You know what? I don't even have a name for this uh, show or episode. Um, I have a few ideas um, popping around, but I guess you would say this is episode one of, uh, of Vincent's show for now. And episode two, I believe I'll have my name set. But... Uh, a little bit of background about uh, why I'm doing this podcast is really is for the new uh, real estate agents coming in. Um, that has been my goal and with my vlog is the same theme. I find that there is not a lot of um, podcasts or things online that showcase you know new realtors uh, experience and their journey and it's something that I want people to have value especially if you're coming to this industry it's nice to see someone um, go through you know, let's just say their first year, you know, how was their experience? How did they do, you know, even the, that year and a half, two years to even to the five year mark. And most importantly, another reason why I think uh, I want to start this podcast and interviews is uh, especially for the local real estate agents here uh, as coming in. Um, I don't know. I'll introduce Brian in a second, but um, Brian's a new agent. That's why he's here for the interview. But uh, I don't find any local stuff, you know, there's no local, there, there are uh, Vancouver real estate podcasts, but they are about Vancouver real estate properties. Oh, really? But, yeah, not, not uh, on the realtor, on the realtor. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll be showcasing having guests from, you know, new agents to people that are, you know, top 1% of Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley. I feel like um, we have a booming real estate, you know, um, industry here in Vancouver and there's a lot of agents coming in and it's it's nice that you know if they can have someone that they can uh, learn from or hear you know have their jump start to their career and really sharing uh, and hearing about these uh, great uh, people the realtors have been you know how, how do they become so successful and what have they done what are their mindset and these things that I feel like would add value to a lot of people. So not only that, uh, the, there's a different segment of the podcast is, is the same idea, but also interviewing other people from other industry that they might, you know, want to go into, but I won't get into that anymore, but let's get this going. All right. So here we have Brian. Um, Brian is the... I was going to say the heat. This is what you usually call him. But Brian is um, licensed for about six months. Yeah, he's licensed for six months. He's part of uh, the team that we're in. I thought he would be at the very first... Uh, I thought he would be a very suitable first guest here. But the reason why I even wanted to interview Brian specifically, not just anybody, you know, I, there's a lot of new agents in Vancouver I can interview, right? But what? why Brian... Um, is he has demonstrated something that I feel like I, I didn't even accomplish uh, in my first six months or nine months in real estate, but he did six, you did in your license for six months and how many deals did you do? I've done 10 deals. You've done t t 10 deals. And uh, for some people you're like, okay, 10 deals, that's great. But a lot of it's above average agents coming in, new agents coming in. So uh, I won't, I would stop talking now and kind of let Brian. Why don't you tell 
us a little bit about yourself, more so like, you know, what, what is your background? Like, obviously you just got licensed six months, so you were obviously doing something before that, but take us from the beginning because there's a lot of things I want to touch on, even like your age, I feel like uh, it would be encouraging to a lot of people yeah, that sure. they're, they're hearing it. So uh, take us kind of almost to the beginning. To the beginning. Yeah, to, to the beginning, a little bit about yeah, your background. Sure. Let's, let's share with people here. Yeah. So I got licensed in July, right? But the journey started maybe a year before that. Um, I used to be an entrepreneur. I had my own grocery store mm -hmm. and I started a meal prep business that wasn't very, around for very long, around for maybe like a year. Wait, so you said you were uh, a business, sorry if I'm cutting off no, no, here. For sure. yeah. But uh, you said you, were, you, were, you had your own business. What, what, what did you do before the mm -hmm. grocery store? Before the grocery store, I used to work for Telus. Got it. So what I was a manager for Telus for for many years, maybe like ten years or so. That's a I, I don't know the exact yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. kind of like my first full time gig. I worked yeah. my way up the ranks from yeah. a part timer, full timer, assistant manager, manager. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's very comfortable, right? Yeah. It was a good paycheck. Then I just decided I wanted to try something new, and I went into business. So okay, so at and you went to business, so when you, I guess, left Telus, mm -hmm. how old were you then? When I left Telus, I'm I just, was... I'm just trying to paint like a, yeah, kind of like a timeline. I was about 28 when I left Telus. Was it was this something that you felt like you needed to do, that you want to try something else? Or do you, what, what, why, why leave? Like 10 years... In, in a company, usually people would stay. Exactly. That's the thing. Usually people would stay it's because of comfort, the fear of change, the fear of leaving somewhere, uh, stability, you know, like you just continue to move up the corporate world, right? So what, what did, it's, what was that inside feeling that made you want to leave after yeah. 10 years? It's funny you ask me because I've been asking myself that question as well for, for a while now. When I was in, when I finally went into business, when I made the jump for like all those years, what, wonder what made me do it. Why did I really want to do it? Right. I just kind of did. It was something in me. Maybe because I was in Telus for too long. Um, the the comfort was there for sure, and the security. It was a good paycheck at that time. Yeah. They used to pay managers with the commission, everything, a lot more. Um, maybe I just needed a new challenge. So um, you you thought you needed a new challenge. I thought I needed. But a new you challenge. didn't even know where it might you or might not so did you know you were gonna start a grocery store initially we tried to buy blends in UBC got it uh, last minute the deal didn't happen they took another offer we lost in the bid yeah uh, but me and my business partners at that time we we just wanted to be in business we just thought it was the way to go mm. you know hey you know we're still young yeah um, Let's try this out, right? Maybe work for ourselves instead of working for somebody. Right. And you know, the grocery store kind of fell on their lap and it made sense at that time. Got it. Okay, so you said grocery store and then you went to a meal prep business. Correct. After that. Why made that switch again? How old were you when you made that meal prep business? Um, it wasn't a switch. Um, I finally got the grocery store to a point where I was running and self-sufficient. Got it. Okay. And we failed in a couple attempts of expanding. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, 
this business is good. It's it's like just having a job. But my whole plan was to expand. So yeah, I could sit back and make. End of the day, it's about money. I want to make more money. Got it. It wasn't happening. Yeah. The money was there. It was yeah. consistent. Yeah. But it was, you know, relatable to just having a job. I'm like, this isn't what I wanted. Right. So, I tried the meal prep business. Yeah. This was. So how were, were old you were when you started the meal prep? Meal prep. Um, thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. So it's it's like you put in at least five years before you made in. To transition from Correct. the Oh, it took a long time yeah. to to get the grocery store yeah. stable. It's very, very hard work. Yeah. So meal prep, um, how did it go? Like, get, keep in mind, guys. Um, Brian, you know, meal prep. I've tried his stuff, and this is actually this was my first time meet, meeting Brian. It was through meal prep. Well, through my cousin, obviously. They yeah. they they had a relationship there, but his stuff is actually pretty good. Like, you know, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I felt like at that time when you started meal prep, it was almost like you're one of the first ones in Vancouver. Exactly. That's right? why I started it. Yeah. Then it blew up. It got yeah. saturated. Okay. And, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it's one of the reasons why I decided to just sell off that business. It got so too saturated off? real fast. Yeah. And it became a really competitive space. Got it. And, you know, I've never done food before. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard business, but it was also really fun for me at the same time. Mm-hmm. If money wasn't an issue, I'd still be doing it. Got it. While I was doing it, guys, I'll be honest, I wasn't really making money. I was breaking even. But I was okay. I was getting a paycheck from the store yeah. with the hopes that this meal prep business would be profitable and make money right. in the future. Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. If money wasn't an issue, I'd be doing that yeah, personal training and meal prep. As because you enjoyed mind. cooking. I enjoy cooking. Yeah. I enjoy being fit. Right. And working yeah. Out. Yeah. That, that was your thing, right? That was your thing. That was my thing. Okay. So we fast for a meal prep. You sold it, and then and then what? And then like here we go. I, so I sold yeah. right around the same time, maybe a month apart. I sold the grocery store. Yeah. And opportunity came about with the meal prep. I thought, you know what? I'd sell this too because business, guys, is twenty four hours. Yeah. It's very exhausting. It's very stressful. I'm like, you know what? I need to try something new. Um, I'm getting older. I don't want to stress out so much because I don't think life should be about so much stress. Mm-hmm. So I sold off meal prep as well. Yeah. Cut my losses. Yeah. And then here we go. What am I going to do now? Yeah, exactly. That. Now you have yeah. you've tried the whole side business into grocery, meal prep, now what? It's a tough journey. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys for everyone that's in my situation, you're not that young anymore. I'm not that young anymore. I was 34 at this time crazy and i was thinking holy smokes now i feel like i'm behind to be honest with everybody see that see that 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 is the truth though like it, that is the thing that i feel like a lot of people they, they they they're stuck in that fear of the age you know like of course hard for me to say this because i'm turning 31 very very soon mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks right but i feel like a lot of people yeah, they stay in that, that job or because of that age. You let it's the, the age, fear. The, the, Imagine being 34 versus 26-year-old. Your yeah. mentality is different. So I feel like this is where I think that your story really begins. Is like you're 34. Okay, you're, you're 34 now. So what starting from scratch. Okay, so initially, yes, starting from scratch. So what did you do? Like Starting from scratch at 34. Because you didn't get into being a real estate agent right away. No, not right, right away. So... So what I did was, 
There was a lot of soul searching in the beginning. What am I gonna do now? Of course. I'm 34. Yeah. And it doesn't help being in business because yeah. now you look at your resume, it does not look very good. There's a big hole in the middle. Got it. And even if you say I was the CEO of this company, when I sent out my resume, they always look back at the previous jobs. Oh, so you were with Telus and you were with this and that. I tried getting back in the telecommunications industry. Uh, there was a really good role, a district manager role for Bell. I remember applying for Bell. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'd really be good at this job and get back in the industry. You know, I got pretty far in the interview because of my experience, but I didn't get the job because there was a six-year gap in between. Wow. So that crushed even, me. So that even, was very. So even your previous uh, job you know, as a it manager, didn't, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter. The guys are. Like, I like you. I think yeah. you have the energy, but I'll be honest with you, Brian. You have been in the industry. A lot has changed, and yes. Just like with everything, right? Things yeah. change fast. Yeah. I tried convincing him that it wouldn't be an issue. I'm a quick study, but it just didn't go my way. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, I was crushed at that point. My confidence level was very low. So, what I started to do was apply for all sorts of jobs, anything and everything. So, so I got a job as a mortgage broker assistant. Got it. Yeah, with Invis RRP on West Broadway. Um, no, the guys there were great. They're pretty successful. So I tried it out. It was more of an office job. And quickly I realized after, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I was only there for two weeks. The guys really liked me, but I didn't like the job. It wasn't fit for me. I was okay at it. But being in the office sitting down like this, and I'm always watching the clock. I knew it wasn't for me. Right. It was supposed to be an easy shift, nine to five. I just live, live in the village, it's five minutes away, it's a short drive, at a parking stall. But, you know, the quicks were always went by so fast. I was always looking at the clock, I'd do work and look at the clock. Holy smokes, it's only been half an hour. I'm here for another <laughs> six hours. So, oh, so, 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 so sitting there, you knew it wasn't for you, mm -hmm. right? You know, two weeks in, Mortgage at that at that time, folks. Like uh, if you if you guys know Vancouver, um, mortgage at that time was also very very hot mm -hmm. hot job. Everybody wanted to become a mortgage broker. You know, everybody it was like the McDonald's. You know, like everybody thought they could get in and they thought they could. You know, that would be easy. You know, yeah, kick butt or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So after the mortgage broker, what 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 was the next step? Like obviously that didn't work out. That didn't work out, right? And so, so I quit. <laughs> right. Sat around for another few months, right? Right. At this time, I was just burning money, burning money because, yeah. you know, I still had a mortgage to pay, yeah, so I had a car to pay. You know, the money that I made from the business, I was like burning quickly. Okay, so you did have some savings, mm -hmm. but you were going through them fast, fast because no money was coming in. Yeah, no money was coming in. A rate okay. I've never seen before. Okay, so we fast forward. So done, done the mortgage. What's what's next? So I took a job at StoreGuard. It's a store facility. I was a quote unquote property manager. Yeah. And also at the same time, I got a part time gig. Um, for a property management company. Yeah. They're you in the space, actually not your traditional property management. Yeah. Um, but it's for, for rentals. Got it. Right? So I started that. I didn't like the store guard job. It was like another like 
you know, mindless job. But I really liked the, let's just call it being a leasing agent. I was a leasing agent mm -hmm. for this company. I really enjoyed it. I worked three to four times a week. It was on a commission basis. It was some hourly. Yeah. But every time I rented out a place, I'd get X amount of money. Yeah. And we started off at this building called Ocean Crest. We did the whole building in the West End. That was really fun. Yeah. This was from late summer. Yeah. Until until the end of the year, rented out the whole building. You know, I felt good about it. It was a great accomplishment. It was fun. And I thought, hey, you know what? I'm gonna get my property management license now. First, I was working on the mortgage license, yeah. so now I had to pay for the course again for UBC, property. right? Property management company. Yeah. So I did that for for a few months, got my license. Yeah. Then I had a falling out with that company. Got it. I had a falling out with that company. We just didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. You know, you know, I wish those guys a lot. Yeah. They're great guys. Yeah, we don't need to get into yeah. the details, of course, but obviously a falling out and then what happened then? was was it like okay, when you fell out of that place you got your mm -hmm. license did you was that more of a soul searching point again another point or did you know like hey you know you know at that time i thought to myself hmm well i better make use of this license because this was like seven months in now just guys imagine burning money for like seven months and I don't really change my lifestyle very much because I still like to go out, like to eat out, <laughs> like to spend. That would be a right? smart idea to change yeah, your lifestyle, right? Exactly. <laughs> my mortgage amount was the same, my car payment was the same. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I, I better do something with this. So I started looking for jobs, property management jobs, people in the industry. But what scared me was the friends that I talked to, they always said, I don't like my job. I don't like being a property manager. Like well, what choice do I have? I have to do it. Then, then I talked to my friend Jason. Um, Jay, um, he's in our team, your cousin. Yeah. We've known each other for 15 plus years. He also, we, we were in touch, so he knew I was getting my license. He knew I was a rental agent. I would see these guys from time to time. But he had an opportunity because, uh, um, he was trying to grow the team. Yeah. And, you know, he, he talked to me. He wasn't really, you know, soliciting me or anything. No, just, we would always just catch up and things like that. The idea was there. And he's like, yeah, I might, I might grow my team. See if you're interested. Yeah. Oh, and you know what got me? Guys, just to be honest, what made me um, make the switch but you do the same amount of work. You rent out all these buildings, but you you make hundreds. If you're in real estate, you'll go from making hundreds to making thousands. And we're talking about like per paycheck. Yeah. Right. Per paycheck. It could be per deal. Yeah, per deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Per deal. So I'm like, the ding, money, ding, ding, that was it. The, I'm like, the, you the, know the, what? The, the money is huge, right? The, the money is huge. Like, I feel like everybody has different, obviously different motivation. You know, in terms of everybody's circumstances, is a little bit different, right? Okay, so obviously you are you went to get your license mm -hmm. again because property manager yeah. license you cannot become a realtor if you are in Vancouver in BC here area. 
property management license does not translate to a real estate license. So, Brian here, obviously, you have to go get the license again. I have to go get the license yeah. again. Yeah. Right? And obviously, you pass. Spend more money. Yeah, but obviously, you pass. Good thing you only need to go yeah. once, right? You took it once. Um, so, thank God. Now, six months ago was the beginning of your real estate career, yes. right? And this is where we want to touch point on. Um, so getting in, like, I, I feel like what is something that you thought before becoming a real estate, what was the expectation Like, you're like, hey, this is, this is such a great idea, you, you imagine it, and when you got your license, it really got down to the work, the, the really inside the field, mm -hmm. what was something that, was there something that disappointed you, something like, hey, this wasn't, this, this is not what I expected, mm -hmm. was there something like that? Um, I wasn't disappointed with anything. I was disappointed that I failed my component one. After getting bad. the license. That was bad. Yeah, guys, after you get your license, yeah. it's not like 10 years ago that you just become a realtor right away. For a year, you're kind of under probation. Yeah. There's four components you need to go through. So component one, you pay more money, you do this online course. I failed it. And I was the keener of the group because I was... I didn't look at the details. <laughs> I did all the exams real quick. I participated in general discussion. And then the last day, they say I haven't finished all these courses. And I was freaking out. What do you mean? Something's wrong with my Wi-Fi or something. When I was submitting them, it wasn't going through. Or I was just saving it. Anyways, I had to do it all over again. Yeah. This was in June. So I sent myself back another month and cost myself more money. Yeah. So you have to pay again. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I was kind of disappointed with anything, it was that it wasn't that easy, guys. You don't just pass the course, spend all that money. There was more. There's more money to be spent. And more education, more training. That's on top of the brokerage that you're gonna go into. So yeah, here this is one I want to touch point to. I think a lot of uh, agents out there they they see from the outside is to get your license and boom. You're making hundreds and thousands a year. Yeah. You're listing million dollar properties, all that kind of stuff. Because you know, all you do is see like the success of like really the top one percent mm -hmm. in Greater Vancouver, and they're killing it, absolutely killing it. And you touched about one point is about the fees. Fees is something that a lot of people do not prepare. A lot of astronomical. <laughs> a lot of uh, new agents coming in, mm -hmm. they don't prepare uh, how much they have to right out the gates, how much they have to. Uh, shall, um, of course, I don't want to get to details about the numbers. Mm -hmm. We don't want to break it down. Maybe in another video, I'll break it down for you guys. But but just so everybody knows, because we're trying to help yeah, people. Yeah. Guys, it's always going to be more than what you expected. Yeah. Thousands. Of yeah. We're not talking about hundreds. We're talking thousands. thousands. I already knew. I talked to these guys. I was talking to them on a regular basis. I was in touch with their team. You know, I'd always see them around. I knew there were fees, but man, oh man, there's actually a lot more than you initially would expect exactly all right let's just let, let's just really get down to the mm -hmm. work because i feel like that's where the, the the content is so um you've done 10 deals ten so deals. i think the number one question i think for a lot of agents coming in mm -hmm. is uh, new agents especially what did you do, Brian? Like, what, what was, like, was it 
was it something that you you had something in your pipeline or were you prepared like how did you manage to like 10 like 10 deals within pretty much like well five months now since if you wasted one if you month. asked me in july right yeah i didn't get my first deal till um like august 1st actually if you ask me now i wouldn't have seen it coming i was happy to do two to close the year because i knew i was a newbie and my mentality going in is just so maybe someone can relate if you're younger you might not be able to relate if you're living with mom and dad you might not be able to relate so i'm a year into it now with no money coming in money out the door paying more fees and there was a lot of fud fear uncertainty and doubt because i'm like i'm 34 i have no leads no leads and I'm like, I just feel like, I felt like I missed the boat. I don't speak, you know, I don't speak Chinese, which is, you know, a lot of people make, in, like, in that's what people think. It's actually not true. Now I can tell you that you don't it, need it, to it, speak Chinese. That, that is, if you do, that's great. But actually, that's what I want to, I want to actually, sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, but, no. Let's, but let in, in Vancouver, if you think, yes, I would say, yes, Chinese, the, the Asian market, huge money in there. But if you're coming, if you use that as an excuse that, hey, you don't speak Mandarin, you don't speak Cantonese, you don't speak of this other dialect of, of uh, this Asian language, you cannot succeed. That is a lie. Because for me, I'm Chinese. I've done maybe... <laughs> 10 percent? <laughs> not even? Not even. Probably 1 or 2% yeah. out of my entire... That are, uh, you know, in, in Chinese, really. Because my my market here is local right so but anyways but i'm not saying that don't make that as an excuse mm. because brian here obviously doesn't speak chinese right it would be awesome if you did but yeah be awesome. But, yeah, yeah, but anyways, did. yeah but anyways go ahead um oh, so yes there was a lot of doubt going yeah. into it had no leads guys you gotta understand i'm 34 years old most of my friends are already married they've already bought a couple of places I remember telling myself that, man, I wish I did this 10 years ago because I was always interested in real estate. Like personally, I've made investments before. Um, you know, my brother-in-law, I don't want to get too much into it, but we bought places, renovated some places. Mm -hmm. But my mentality was 10 years ago, if I did this, then all my friends, I would have been the realtor in my group of friends and I would have gotten a lot of business. I felt like I missed the boat. I'm too old. What am I going to do? Right. So... But you know what I stuck to? You gotta have the mentality that yes, there's some negativity there. You can't help it, right? But I put that aside. I'm like, this is how I'm gonna approach this. I'm gonna be humble. Doesn't matter what I've done in the past. You know, I was a manager back then, I was an entrepreneur, doesn't matter. Be humble, listen, yeah. be patient. And you know what? I'm lucky enough to join the team. If I didn't join the team, I wouldn't have done it. There was too much fear for me to go out on my own. Mm -hmm. But with, with joining a team, if it's for you, if it's not for you, but just in my experience, joining a team was clinched it for me because mm -hmm. I knew I would have some support, some Got people it. to listen to. Yeah. Right. Did you find that it took it, it took a lot out of you to humble yourself and to like kind of like, hey, let's be patient. Let's listen. Mm -hmm. Because um, like I, I know you coming up from the property man, do you felt like hey you know it might be similar? You thought you knew it all. 
was was that a case? I'm not saying that you did, but was that a case that was hard? To I can see that? how or, it would be for most people. Yeah. For me, it really wasn't because at this point I was just freaking. I was burning so much money. Mm. So it's, it was to a, <laughs> it, it, it was to a point. It was a, it was almost like it's your your like personal and your like kind of like your ego was already out the door. At that it was already point. out the door. Yeah. I was like, you're you're coming in and be like, hey. <laughs> Let's let's make it work. Let's make it work. Right? You know, I'm gonna yeah. put my head down and work as yeah. hard as I can. Yeah. And I told myself one or two deals just to get my confidence up. I'll yeah. be happy. Then I'll work harder the so, next year. So how did you get your first deal? Then you know, like I feel like that's also the another question where uh, let's go back to like the the deals. Like how did you get the eleven deals? But how did you even manage to get your first one? This is how I got my first one, guys. Yeah. Like with no leads coming in. Yeah. And I had no money for marketing. Yeah. No, you have to utilize free marketing. What is that? Talking to people mm-hmm. and social media. That's good. Yeah. So first step was I just let people know that I'm a realtor now. Yeah. And I actually got that from you. I got that from awesome. you. We had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you know what? People will watch. People will listen. They might not use you. Go through you right away. But because we had that conversation, even when I was still studying for component one, even when I was still doing my, um, my studying for UBC exam, I was already kind of telling people word of mouth and my social media because I was in property management. I was already starting to post property related things. Yeah. Right. So that's how I got started. And. My first deal that I, what I thought was actually going to be my first deal as a friend approached me, uh, he wanted to list his place in Richmond. I thought that was going to be my first deal. They came out of nowhere. I had another friend that contacted me. Hey, Brian, do you know any deals that, you know, that I can get into? Me and my, my boyfriend want to invest in something. Mm-hmm. We have some money now, but, yeah. you know, it's going to be... We don't want to move into it yet, a pre-sale. Do you have anything? Right. So, yeah. and I did. So that was actually my first deal. Got him into a pre-sale. See, I, I find that very, very interesting. It's because like, that's, that's almost like how I started. You know, I, I started and you took that advice and you made it your own really, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Because I, I just based on something that it worked out for me and which it makes the most sense. First of all, as a new agent, I really, really recommend people not to spend money on bus ads. Bus ads, commercial ads, like you know those billboards, like people think, they come in, they see all these bus ads. <laughs> I feel like, this is my opinion, again, this is my opinion, right? I think it's a waste of money. First of all, if you're not That's big, a lot of money to burn. If you're, you're not a top yeah. 1% agent, you know, like they do it is because I really feel it's brand recognition going down there. But how can yeah, you track? How, how many leads are you getting? We don't mm-hmm. know, right? But anyways, go back to your, your, your see the key word here. I feel like a lot of people are sometimes getting but just again goes back to fear. They they feel like they don't want to you know like oh they don't want to ask their friend. They don't want to ask their family. They don't want to ask their the people that are. They don't want to be pushy. How are you pushy when you haven't even even started telling people that you're agent, right? Exactly. So. I feel like a lot of people under underestimate really the sphere of influence. Unless you really tell me that you're coming in from a from an out of town, that's a whole different topic. We won't mm-hmm. get in there because today is about Brian. So, 
you just did what you need to do. You worked, you, you, you worked hard on the team. You helped, I know you helped out a lot with everything, everything we need to help, open houses you did, and, um, and then you did your social media. Do you spend a single dime on social media? No, nothing, right? No, nothing. Yeah. You didn't spend a single cent. You just used whatever that was on your disposal, was like Instagram, Facebook. That's right. Right? That's and it. And, and your meetings, Facebook. I know that you're, you're huh, and you're having the- mm, That's what I did a lot. Yeah, yeah I had the, a lot of meetings. The, the, the meetings, and then all of a sudden, uh, you said people watching and they're coming to you. Mm. Right, but how did you get those coffee meetings, though? <laughs> Here's what I did, yeah. Guys. So how did you get those coffee meetings? Because my style's a little bit different. I don't want it to be so obvious that, hey, I don't want to call John Doe. Hey, John, I'm a realtor now. Let's go for coffee, okay? Haven't seen you in a while. No, not at all. Step one for me was, you know, let's get in touch with people I haven't gotten in touch with in a long time. Yeah. I made, I had to be more social. I had to go out more. Um, my key thing was just be visible. So I was catching up a lot, catching up a lot with friends. Yeah. So I went to my social circle, talked to a bunch of friends, bunch of acquaintances I haven't talked to in a while and see where it goes from there. So that's right. what I did. Yeah. Every week, I think I tried to touch base with like at least a couple of people. Yeah. Have a physical meeting, just chat. Don't even talk about real estate. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about real estate. If it came up, then I'd mention it. Yeah, um, I'm a licensed realtor now. Right. Yeah. And when they did ask about it, I sp spoke with confidence, even though I was new. Yeah. You can speak with confidence, not by, for me anyways, not by quoting a textbook or anything. It's just, you can speak with confidence by having passion, passion in the industry. Yeah. Because for me, I could, at least I had something because I invested in it before. Yeah. I invested in real estate before and I'm like, just talk about the areas I want to live in and, oh, did you hear about this building or that building? Yeah. So that's what, that's where I went with it. So everyone that's listening here, if you're a new realtor, I really, a key, key giveaway was, you know, like right there is you got to be meeting people in front of people. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to lead generate, obviously. Uh, this is one of Brian's way. Again, he's uh, just coming in. I think he's still, um, this is just one avenue that he's uh, still exploring, still mastering, obviously. And it's all those meetings, obviously has turned to a snowball effect mm -hmm. that you got 11 deals done by the end of 2017. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, like I always think the first two, three months as being a realtor is almost a bit of a write-off, right? You know, you're trying to get your feet wet, you know, you're still doing your like... It's a write-off and the advice I want to give, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Mm. If anyone's discouraged, just look at my situation, burning money for a year, yeah. all these expenses... Not just that, I just felt like in the beginning I was too old and I missed out on a lot of deals. Can you imagine I reached out to an old roommate of mine, you know, a really good friend, but you know, because he has kids and everything and I was really busy with the business, I kind of lost touch with him. We had lunch and he says, oh, I just, uh, I just sold my place. Yeah. And even my sister, hey, sis, you know, tell your friends about me. I'm like, oh no, so-and-so just bought a place. Off the bat, two deals that I just missed. We're talking weeks here, like a couple of weeks. 
Like, oh, I remember you're, you're saying no, yeah. right? But don't get discouraged. Yeah. See, you know what? what you gotta yeah, do. Those things, those things happen. Deals, you miss deals. You wish you could have came in early. But you know what? We always think in, in real estate, always like, what is yours? If you put in the work, what is yours going to be yours, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, if the deal, obvious, obviously, if it's on you, if you have bad service, you're not on top of your follow-ups, you know, that's obviously... You know that's that's on you, right? Exactly. So uh, I want to I want to almost end this uh, here. But what is one that's one advice you said? Don't be discouraged. But what is one thing that you felt like? Hey, coming in six months now, something that really worked for you, like some uh, like like a tip that you can give new new agents coming in that really worked for you. What really worked for me is. Well, something essential to, you know, like building your foundation type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many to choose from. Yeah. But number one tip I can give all you guys is when you do talk to someone, even if they're just asking, even if they're not ready yet, service, guys. This is service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So... Just coming with that mentality, even if they buy through you or not, even if they're just asking questions, be informative. That's part of the job. If, if someone's not going to, you might not even get that. They might go with someone else, but make that impression. Make a really good first impression. Be always there and be helpful and dedicate yourself to, mm-hmm. to the industry. That's awesome. I was go- initially going to do this part-time. I thought I could do it part-time, you know get another job, have some money coming in, but this is not a part-time gig. Think about it. You're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in in a transaction. Yeah. And you're going to do it part-time. What confidence will your client have? What are people going to think of you? Well, I could be wrong. Some people could be very successful doing it part-time, but that's just how I saw it. I wouldn't want to buy, especially if it's my first purchase for someone that's doing it part-time. It's very, very difficult. I won't say it's never been done. It's obviously exactly. Done. Uh, I've known, I've heard many successful stories of part time, but in reality speaking, you know, you want to be competitive, especially in Vancouver. Absolutely. Part time might not be the best way to do it, as you know, it's a very we have a very, very fast paced market right. here, right? So, um, Brian's uh, tip there is is uh, awesome. Like service is something that that is very very important if that is some that's one thing i always believe that you can control as a realtor because that's you how you project your business how you do your value that is how you run your business right uh, you might see it in a different way but um that's what's important to to brian that's what he's sharing and that's what's worked for him as a new realtor coming in and obviously he's seen massive amount of success so far um Brian, I just want to thank you for taking the time out thank you. Uh, to share some knowledge. Like I would love to um, continue to touch base, you know, to hear your progress. And hopefully this is encouraging to all you guys listening out there that, hey, uh, we're not here to, uh, I'm not for this kind of, uh, you know, like shows or the podcasts or, you know, vlogs is not here to for you to compare, but for you to be encouraged as a realtor coming, it's always nice to see someone in progress. Not, it's always not like, you know, the 
you know, you don't all of a sudden like failure, you don't hear about the agent anymore and whatnot. But hear that, you know, like if if he can do it, this is the key part. If he can do it at the age of 34, I feel like Brian is you know, a lot of people out there, there's too much fear is holding them back from trying new things or doing what they want at the end of the day. I feel like Brian, you tasted so many different things. Mm-hmm. And you know, your journey is just starting. It's just starting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just starting. Society tells us how old we are, really. Mm-hmm. But in your mind and in your heart, I really believe it's a decision that you make that you probably could feel like you're still like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm just saying that it could be, right? It could be. So I feel like uh, hopefully you guys are encouraged by that. Like, come on. Like I'm just thinking, like I would just keep it real with them, right? Like 34 yeah. years old. Like I'm just thinking, I don't know if I would do that when I'm 34. I don't know, right? I I, I mean, everybody has different things. You might be married and have kids at 34, 35, or even 32, 30. Assess your situation. Brian's not here to tell you to drop everything. Yeah, you know, it's and up to I, you. Yeah, and I'm not here to tell you that, that that's the way to do it. Maybe going. people would have thought I was crazy. Think think about not having a job for yeah. a while, no yeah. money coming in. Yeah. And I pick a secure job, right? Real estate, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it's, it's still it's volatile. Not, again, again, it's not. But it's case to case. But hopefully, this is encouragement for you that you know, if you're in the same position, you know what? It's never too late to start. It's, it's funny. It's um, there's uh, <clears throat> if you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk, he says one thing that you know you can um, do something for three years and mess up, and all of a sudden you wake up, you can still feel it young as hell mm-hmm. doing something right I feel like that's with anything it could be you know 40 50 I don't know I'll see when I get to that age yeah. right but I feel like Brian is really a byproduct of that that you know st- 34 starting a new career coming in but I feel like Brian correct me if I'm wrong I feel like over the years you being a manager tell us starting your own thing you know meeting the people along the way was able to get you to where you need to be here yeah is absolutely right yeah, real life experiences, yeah. putting it all together. Yeah. This was yeah, many years in the making. It's yeah. not just yeah. you know just ask yourselves, guys, is this really for you? Yeah. Do you have passion in sales and cus- client service, right? Servicing the client in, in the industry. Don't don't get your license just because oh I heard so and so so making so much money now. Yeah. You're going in with that mentality, yes, money's there, it's not a lie. Yeah. Everyone wants the money, but if you don't even have it in you, the passion, the real passion, the interest, don't do it. It'll yeah. blow up in your face. Sounds good, man. Brian, hey, thanks so much. Thanks so much. This is amazing. Hopefully, thanks, that guys. was beneficial to you guys. There will be more coming out. Um, again, I'm super pumped about this uh, about this podcast, about the show, uh, that I can add value to you guys, you know, especially coming in that you guys will learn from it. And Because I am definitely when Brian shares all that i'm super pumped but anyways uh thanks for watching thanks for listening if you guys have any questions love your feedback again um subscribe to my youtube channel and yeah if you guys have any questions or anything feel free my door is always open to you guys um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching we'll see you guys again soon that was awesome man hey that wasn't too bad for a first yeah I felt pretty comfortable yeah. there. You know what? It's, it's forget about the camera. We, it, we were it, just it, really just talking, keeping it real. That's exactly it. Because if you did it like, oh, hey, Brian, what you made, call it keeping it real? What made <laughs> you choose the path of real estate? Yeah. And then you talk, and you're like.
period. When, what did you find challenging when you start? That's more of an interview. Mm. Say, you know, when you're serious about, I feel like a, a podcast, you know, there's different ways of doing podcasts, right? I, I feel like it's just like something that's casual and still discussion because I'm actually genuinely curious yeah. about your stuff. Yeah, no, that's I, what, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah, like, that's why it, one question leads to another or whatnot, mm. right? So that's awesome. That you, have you know, that. if there's struggles in like, you know, five months from now, We'll talk about it too. Like yeah. let people know. Exactly. People think it's just all up and up, but yeah. people who have fears and doubt and can relate to this, yeah, I think they'll keep watching and yeah, exactly. Yeah, help someone out, right? All right, folks. Uh, just finished the first podcast with Brian. Um, the he heat. Did, he did. He did an amazing <laughs> job. Uh, I'm just trying to find my groove too. Um, I, I honestly, I genuinely love this because I'm. I am curious, as I told Brian, I just want to know, I want to learn, you know, how I can become a better real estate agent, you know, coming in, um, and hopefully that will benefit everybody, right? So this is the first of many coming up. Uh, I have talked to a few people, uh, hopefully lined up for the next few months, and hopefully that will share to you guys. But anyways, uh, I think Brian has more work to do for the rest of the day. For me, I got to figure out how to edit all this video and to get this all this out of the file sake. So wishing luck with that. But keep watching guys. Yeah. He's doing a good thing here. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm gonna probably end this video here. Um, this is just a start to also document my journey as uh, you know for this podcast. So I'll see you guys. Remember to subscribe. Let me know if you guys have any questions. You guys have a great day. But you feel comfortable?